Hello again, fellow podcaster, and welcome back to Pod Theory. I am your host, Jason Sircone, and it is episode 133. We're getting close to the end of season two. I hope you're picking up a lot of great information from the conversations that Travis and I had on these various myths and misconceptions. But the good news is we aren't done yet. Today on episode 133, we're going to be talking about a very big misconception that people have. And that's the fact that many podcasters think that just because their podcast is live, they should be famous. My show's been out there for a month. Why aren't I famous yet? You know what? It's time to just step aside because we are going to debunk the hell out of that myth. Episode 133 is here, it's real, and it's spectacular. Here we go. Travis, 133. What's up, man? 133. I can't believe it. 133 episodes is an absolute feat of creativity and consistency. Congratulations, Jason. You are officially a veteran podcaster. Yeah? Absolutely. What was the, what was the number that put me over the hump to be considered a veteran? Oh, I mean, a hundred is the century club. That's like, you are, you're golden, but I would say probably like, I don't know, 50. Okay. I'll take that. You know, That's especially a- with a new, another podcast in production that I wanted to take a quick second to let everybody know about. So I am working on a second show and it's funny when I started this whole venture, I did mention I was going to be doing two shows. It just took me a year to get to the second one. So the new show is called evolution of brand. And I'm going to be talking with entrepreneurs about their stories, not just entrepreneurs, but professionals in all different spaces. Anybody that's developed a brand, whether it be their business or a personal brand, bringing them on to dig deep into their stories and find out about some of the struggles, some of the things that it really took to get them to where they are today, and then sharing some actionable strategies that listeners can take and apply to their practices. I'm really looking forward to this show. So Evolution of Brand is going to be live fall of 2021. I mean, it makes sense. You'll, you'll hear Travis's voice there too. I mean, I got to bring you on that epi- on that show as well to record an episode with you. That sounds we'll change, great. We're, we're going to change the tone a bit, but okay. it'll, it'll still be fun. It's going to be digging more. I want to talk to you more about your business outside of Poddex and what, sure. what you're building there, because I think we've talked about this and we'll, we'll get into that when that episode goes live on Evolution of Brand, but that's where you started. You were actually doing editing work and yeah. I think a lot of people associate you as the Poddex guy, which makes complete sense because you've done a tremendous job building <laughs> that brand presence. But I know there's more to your story and we're going to dig it up and I'm going to ask you some very interesting questions. It'll be I fun. love it. Good stuff. Well, let's get into today's subject. My podcast has been live for a month. Why aren't I famous yet? Now, yeah. this myth, this misconception is not just related to a month. I think I, I, and I can speak from experience. I've been on Clubhouse. I've heard people come on the stage and say, well, I've released three episodes. I think it's time to monetize. I really think I've got something going. And to me, I, you know, I, it was fun. One time this happened, I had other people on the stage saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I finally said, wait a minute. And I jumped in and said, pump the brakes, three episodes. And I went the complete opposite way. And that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's one of those things that, I know we've talked about throughout this season, people start a podcast and expect everybody's just going to show up and listen. And, oh my God, this is the most revolutionary piece of audio that I've ever put in my ears. Not the case, not the case. Where do you feel this misconception comes from? Well, I think uh, as human beings, you know, the, the, the best word in the English language is our name and everything that we're doing, we're excited about. And we may think that there's more people paying attention to us 
or thinking of us than is actually true. And we care about it. So when we do something we care about or we're excited about, we have expectations that, you know, it will do well, or we have dreams that it will do well. And so I think that a lot of times people think that just because they're doing something that it's known that it's that it's out there. Like I started a podcast and just because you post it on Instagram or wherever that everyone drops everything they're doing to go check out that podcast. And in 2021, there's a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of stuff to consume. There's a lot of media that, I mean, we're, we're inundated with more information than any human being has ever received in the history of time. So I think you have to take that with a grain of salt thinking that the, you know, what is the phrase? If you build it, they will come may have happened in the early days of podcasting, but in today's podcasting landscape, you got to build it. And then you have to invite people to come to the podcast and, and they have to come and they have to come. I, I do think that there is a little bit of, I've seen this from multiple angles, but I've seen brands say, we just need to make a viral video or we just need to, right. you know, I think virality is something that people want to achieve, but they also think that it's like something you can manufacture, which is not true. Podcasting is a platform that's great because it's more accepted now. But it's like throwing a needle in a haystack because discoverability for podcasts is very difficult. There's no social media feed for a podcast. There's it's you have to either go search for that podcast or be recommended that podcast. And so to expect that you just put it out on the internet means that everybody should go get it is going to set you up to feel sad when you're not growing as fast as you want to. I know we talked about this a little bit off mic earlier today in our session that it's become such a very, such a competitive space. There yeah. are a lot, a lot of podcasts and a lot of specific niches that are drawing people in, but they don't necessarily draw them in immediately. It takes time to build up that discoverability, to build up that recommendability. There's a lot of factors in play. I know I was, I, I look back on a past podcast that I did, and I don't necessarily think that if I would have kept it going, it would have been different. But I remember because I was so green to the podcasting game, how upset that I was that it just wasn't getting any listens. It was getting some, but they were trickling in. And I felt like, well, wait a minute. I'm taking all the time to put this great content out there. Why aren't more people consuming it? And now I look back on that. And if I can go back, I just smack that person in the head and be like, dude, stop focusing on things you can't control. Start focusing on what you can control. Yeah. Start putting more value into your content. Start doing things to engage with your audience. Start looking at alternative ways to bring audience members in. And I know for a fact that when I built that show, I wasn't looking at an ideal listener. I didn't have a profile in front of me of the person I was speaking to and wanting to attract to that podcast. So I've grown up a lot. Yeah. So I think we all have that mentality when we start that we can grow so quickly because this must be the greatest medium on the planet because everybody's doing it and millions of people have a podcast and I'm going to be a part of that wave. Well, there's some truth in that, that yeah, this is one of the greatest platforms, if not the greatest platform. I know we touched on that on the last episode, just what you can accomplish with podcasting versus other mediums. 
is extraordinary and hard to replicate, but you also have to be willing to put in the work that goes along with it. So blowing up overnight, having this, if I build it, they will come mentality. This is not field of dreams. Your podcast is not in the middle of a cornfield where ghosts are walking around and playing baseball. You have to take some time to truly build an epic content machine that once it draws a person in, they not only stay with you, they start bringing others in with them. And then those people start bringing others in with them and so on and so on. Yeah. I've got, I've got three thoughts uh, that I want to throw out there. If you know anything about me, I, I think that most podcast problems are more philosophical than they are technical or your abilities to talk or speak into a microphone. So the first thing is, is success only achieved through critical mass? So I think, you know, podcasting is amazing because you can talk into a microphone and reach the entire globe and, and go into someone's smartphone, right? So we immediately think of the possibilities and those possibilities tend to lean towards millions and millions of downloads, millions of people, all these, you know, this critical mass, right? So I think from a philosophical standpoint, if you can set an expectation that you're not for everybody and critical mass is achieved by a small few people in every medium, that that's not really where success lies. Success lies in an audience of any size that is interested in you as a creator, as a brand, as a thought leader, as all those things. And so, so take critical mass, take millions out of your vocabulary when it comes to podcasting, because even I just had a meeting with somebody who launched a podcast for a huge coach. And yes, he had a huge following and he found a way to convert those people into podcast listeners. Still wasn't millions, okay? Still was not millions at the launch, even months in. So take critical mass out of your repertoire. And then, you know, the second thing is when we say audience, this is something that really bothers me. Imagine I invite you over to my house for a party and you come in and I'm talking to you and you're telling me about something that you're excited about, but I'm always looking over your shoulder to see what else is going on. Who else is here? You would feel neglected, would you not? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. you would feel like you weren't important to me. Yeah. No, well, 100%. when you, when you, as a podcaster, when you're constantly focused on growth and new audience members and more people, that's exactly what you're doing to your audience. You're looking over them to see who else is coming. You're looking around them to see what's better out there, what's a better option. And no one wants to feel like that. So the way to fix that is... I don't care if you've got five audience members or 500 audience members is to invest in those people and treat them like gold. Tell them that you care about them because those people are going to become amplifiers for your podcast. And you're going to show them that you value them, that you're not just like, well, where's everybody else? You guys are, you guys are here, but where's everybody else? And focus on them as if they are everything and they will become your biggest amplifiers and share your message and bring more people. Now, how do you do that? Well, the, the third thing I want you to think about is podcasting is this sort of one-dimensional medium. You download it, you listen to it, you can't interact with it, you don't leave comments for it, and then it ends. So how can you make your audience know that you care about them? Well, you create scenarios that are not all sales to take them after the audio. After the audio is done, 
you should have some form of call to action. Yes, you can put in your sales message, but invite your audience to spend time with you off air. This is as easy as a, a Facebook group, a Zoom call, a text group, anywhere. Anywhere where you can actually talk to them and show them that like, hey, listen, you listen to the podcast and I'm here for you. I care about you and not be looking over to where everybody else is. So those three things combined and then multiplied by not comparing yourself to other people sound like a much better situation to be in, right? 100% yes, absolutely. And I didn't mean to go on a diatribe there, Jason, because I know this is a conversation, but it, it gets me really riled up when people are like, well, I just want more people to listen. And it's almost as if they could care less about the people that are already listening. Yeah, we've talked about this numerous times. I know I've, I've made videos about this very subject is you've got this engaged group of people, no matter what size it is, in front of you telling you that you're doing a great job. Why wouldn't you tap into that more versus trying to say, thanks and going to somebody that isn't there yet. When they get there, talk to them then. Take some time to really nurture that audience you have, because as you said, they're going to be your amplifiers. They're going to be your advocates. They're going to be the ones that are going to tell their friends and their family and their colleagues that this guy or this girl has a kick-ass podcast. You need to go listen to it right now. That type of word of mouth advertising is is something you you can't purchase you can't put a value on it because it's invaluable and we're not taking our time to really embrace that and that's where i feel that because well i should be famous because i started a podcast starts to cloud that because we're thinking about a bigger number and as we've said many times the numbers are just vanity it's really yeah. not going to get you anything long term Let's talk about this in, re in regards to realistic timelines, because again, we, we, we use month in the title and that was more tongue in cheek than anything. Mm -hmm. When I think of a realistic timeline for success, I would say after the first episode goes live to me, that's personally how I look at it because I have to be viewing success from my own personal vision. And the fact that I've now launched my show, I'm succeeding. I wanted to do this. I wanted to get my show out there to hell with the numbers. Those will come. My goal at first was to launch this show and get it out there. Now it's out there. There's something consumable that I can start bringing people to. That's my version of success. And that's a realistic timeline for me. Well, how do you define a realistic timeline for success with your show? When it comes to success, I mentioned critical mass. So you don't need millions of people to be successful. <clears throat> if you ever uh, have a moment to read Kevin Kelly's article, 1,000 True Fans, I'm just going to do some quick math for you. You need 1,000 true fans to give you $25 every three months to make $100,000 a year. Okay? Um, wait, that's not right. Every, every quarter, excuse me, $25 <laughs> a quarter. 1,000 people to give you $100 a year to make $100,000. To me... That is successful. Now, if you're all about Rolexes and Teslas and all this other inane shit, you're looking at success differently than I am. I am actually on the other end of the spectrum where I will tell you and challenge you that after you launch your podcast and not look at your numbers for 30 days, because that 30 days 
isn't even enough data to really tell you to give you a trend. Like you need a lot of data to spot trends, okay? So in the first 30 days, don't look at it. Just make awesome content. And the way you can look at success is, are people reaching out to you outside of the podcast? Are they giving you feedback? Are you giving them opportunities to reach out to you after the audio? And every single one of those is way more successful than any review, any download number, because they're real people connecting with you. So I would say, if you can get a handful of people to connect with you off the podcast, you are a success. And to not look at your download numbers as a barometer, because I'll be honest with you, I downloaded 20 podcasts today on this phone. You know how many I've listened to? None. Zero today, because I'm on a podcast. Podcasting is cooler than listening to podcasts. Just kidding. But the fact of the matter is, is a download does not equal two ears listening to your content. It just means it would download it to a device. So it's deceiving. But somebody listening and reaching out to you, that's success. Okay. And that could be any number you set in your head if you have to set a number. I think one, if you can reach out to one person. Yeah. It goes back to the impact number that we talked about earlier in the season. That's how I view it. If I get one person that I can interact with that feels that they were, they're impacted by what they heard. Yay. Yeah. That's it. And also, that was it. That was my mission for the day. I could how do you measure, do it again. How do you measure something that never ends? A download number doesn't stop. It keeps growing because people keep going and listening because you're building a content library. So right. stop focusing on that and focusing on making great stuff and making actual connections with real people. And you will feel so much better about the success of your podcast than staring at an analytics dashboard, wondering why you're not reaching quote critical mass. And these will save you a ton of time, emotions and stress as a podcaster. And Jason, thank you for putting this, all these myths together, because I think this is one of the more valuable seasons of a podcasting podcast, because people don't talk about this. They just tell you all the shit that you're supposed to do in order to be a success, but they don't tell you all the hurdles you're going to come across as you are trying to reach that success. And so anybody who's listening, just stop for a second and hit that, hit that review button and actually write something in. Don't just press the stars. If you can leave a review, write something that has hit home with you because Jason put a lot of work into this season to try to help you keep going. And I think it's uh, very admirable and I love the concept and it's part of my ethos to help you knock those obstacles down as well. So thank you, Jason. No, thank you, Travis. And I don't want you to shortchange yourself because you've been a big part of this as well. And I know this, this whole objective was very collaborative in nature. And we talked about some things when we were at podcast movement and then we put pen to paper said, yep, this looks good. Let's make it a podcast. And here we are. I think we've done a good job, like you said, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back at all. I just feel that the idea was to talk about some things that don't necessarily get a lot of airplay. Yeah. Let's see what we can do to debunk some of these things that people need to have debunked so they can proceed with podcasting in a way that's more productive and more efficient and then ultimately more successful for them. So this was a good episode 133 we've got a few more to go next we're going to do a little bit of a list we'll shake things up five more myths and misconceptions about podcasting that we'll cover in a little bit more brief form what do you think a quick hit list yeah. of myths that are going to screw you up mentally and keep you from being an awesome creator so 134 is waiting for you head over and take a listen thanks again just, man 
Or just keep listening because it's going to play right away. That's right. You should have downloaded all these at once, but nevertheless. <laughs> all right, so that's it. Episode 133 of Pod Theory Season 2, officially in the history books. I hope you enjoyed this content and picked up something good that you can apply to your philosophies, to your mindset, and to your practices as you continue building your show. Episode 134 is up next. I learned how to count at a young age, and it stuck. So I can tell you that the episode right after 133 is 134, and I am confident that I am correct. On episode 134, we've got five more myths and misconceptions about podcasting that we're going to bring you in list form. Who doesn't love a good countdown list, right? Episode 134 lies ahead. Go take a listen. Episode 133 is now behind us. It no longer is. It was. I am Jason Sircone. I will see you on episode 134. Until then, end of podcast. Are you looking to keep the stimulating conversation flowing on your podcast? Of course. And it's easy to do so when you use pod decks. These decks are loaded with episode ideas, conversation starters, icebreakers, and a whole lot more. You can grab each deck individually, purchase them in bundles, or download the Poddex app that features every deck plus podcast mini courses, leads on royalty-free music, connection to the Poddex community, all designed to keep your content engaging and make you a better podcaster. Visit poddex.com to learn more today and follow at Poddex on Instagram.